stay bout it. I'm not pouting. Break through walls and climb it mountains if you want it. Scream it loud. What's up, superstars? Welcome to the Brain Tainment Podcast. Listen, if you're someone who wants to build more confidence within yourself, your ability to perform, to execute, to build skills, or to just feel better, or if you're someone who wants to architect a new empowering identity, this is the platform for you. Listen, we have all kinds of guests on this program from the psychology space, neuroscience, sports, as well as cultural icons and influences where we get to pick apart their story and learn a bit more about them. So be sure to subscribe. I hope you get value from this show. If you do, if you do enjoy it, please, please, please do me a favor. Put it on your socials, share it with friends and families who you think this message could help or they would enjoy and be sure to share the love and tag me on those platforms. We'd love to get some feedback. Without further ado, enjoy this episode. Hey, what's up, guys? Today, I want to explore some ideas around self-comparison and I guess just highlight why it is that we might do this. We all fall victim to it at some point, some more than others. And my hope is that at the end of this little powwow together, you have some context as to why this takes place in the human experience and ultimately what you can do about it. I see a lot of people, far too many, being trapped in this self-comparison game and it is a game that you cannot win, okay? Hopefully we're really clear on that by the end of this little chat. It's a game you cannot win and it is ultimately the thief of joy. If you're looking to experience more joy, fulfillment, if you're looking to execute against your goals more rapidly, then... <laughs> I can tell you if you're stuck playing the comparison game, you're going to fall short pretty quickly. So why do we as humans often look to others to compare ourselves? And of course, we all know, like I touched on earlier, the negative experience that can come from that, right? The self-esteem issues, which then leads to a certain level of action taking, reinforcing a belief we have in ourselves. Don't want to derail too much. Uh, I want to bring this back to self-comparison and why we do it. I think this is really interesting. I'm all about context and my hope is you walk away with uh, just a different perspective on what's actually taking place. So we just stop beating ourselves up a little bit. And then again, you have something to do about it. So firstly, and really important to recognize that as humans, and I'm assuming you're one of us, if you're listening to this, unless you're a dog and you just tap your paw accidentally on the play button on your owner's phone, um, but I'm assuming you're a human, we're all designed to understand ourselves. Our capacity for self-reflection it's actually one of the defining characteristics of our species. So just going back to that example of the dog, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, a bit coy, but um, a dog at this moment in time may be craving food. They may be craving some sort of you know, physical movement if they're a playful dog. And if that's the case, that is the cue, that feeling is elicited. They just fucking do it. They just listen to that craving and act accordingly. They don't necessarily sit and ponder life's great mysteries. They don't dwell on their behaviors in the past. They don't create a level of anxiety about the future. They don't look at other dogs and feel badly about themselves necessarily. All right. So to bring that back to the human experience, we tend to do that a lot more. And the reason we do that, we'll go into in just a sec. There's a fundamental need for us all to evaluate ourselves, and the only way to do that is in reference to something else. It ultimately comes down to this. As humans, we're always trying to answer the question, who am I, where do I belong? We need context. And since we live in a world populated by other life forms that look and behave you know, a lot like us, two hands, two eyes, hopefully, uh, that something else that we need becomes someone else. So other people, 
that we draw on for reference. We're trying to answer that question. Who am I? Where do I belong? What's my worth? It's a very innate drive for humans, not necessarily you specifically vis-a-vis the next person. It happens to all of us. We're all, I should say, sorry, some of us are just better skilled at managing that. We'll talk about that in a sec. So this is why you will compare yourself to a model on the cover of Vogue or the ripped guy in the gym or that business owner entrepreneur that's just fucking crushing it or the social butterfly has all the friends, right? The neighbor that's just absolutely kicking goals, keeping up with the Joneses or the hundreds of people you might follow on social media. This is the reason you might look to those people for context. We compare ourselves. We need context. Who am I? Where do I belong? And the easiest way to do that is in reference to someone else. That's why we do that as opposed to our own internal comforts. Hopefully that makes sense. So ultimately we do this to number one. There's two reasons. One, reduce uncertainty in the areas that we're comparing ourselves. So if you're a bit unsure about how you look in your physical appearance, you probably find yourself scrolling through social media or identifying people on the street who look really, really fucking good according to you anyway, and you get jealous. So um, the reason you're doing that is a level of uncertainty about your appearance. Maybe it's in business and entrepreneurship. It could be a start-out entrepreneur looking to launch a project. A lot of the people that I work with are, and you're looking at people that are already just crushing it. Okay, and then that leads to some self-esteem issues. You don't take the actions needed and that belief circle you get stuck in about who you are. Okay, again, conversation for another time to unravel. But there's some uncertainty there. And when there is, you will look to other people to go, oh, fuck, that's right, that's who I am. I'm not good enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. Feels terrible, yet we still do it. Why? Because we need information. We need context. And the easiest way to do that is to compare to other people. So we reduce uncertainty. That's the first reason. The second is to learn how to define ourselves. Okay? So when I ask you, who are you? Sounds very esoteric and ethereal, but I think what's really cool skill set to build is your ability to define exactly who you are, what you're about, what your values are, what you want in life, what you stand for, right? All that stuff. It's a never-ending process, but get good at defining who you are. So there's a bit of a hint there. If you're lacking clarity and certainty about who you are, And in a particular area, then there's a high likelihood that you're comparing to a lot of other people and a high likelihood that's leading to a lot of unnecessary stress. So it's not all bad though. The comparison game, we're all going to do it to some extent. It's biological. We understand that. There is what's called upward and downward comparison though. Upward comparison may be an example where you come across a podcast, maybe you're like this, (laughs) or you listen to someone or you see an experience and you're like, you know what, fuck. That is not who I am currently, but I like what's going on there. I'm going to take that example and the upward comparison leads to self-improvement motivation, right? So a desire to optimize who you are or your experience, maybe change some some stuff around, and then that leads to self-improvement, whatever that looks like for you. So upward comparison is we find an example, some context that we've found, right, and our inter- the, way, the, the meaning that we've attached to that is that here's an opportunity to actually improve how I move and shake in the world, and that leads to the improvement. We take the actions in line with that. Now, where a lot of people get stuck is the downward comparison. I'm sure you can relate, particularly if you've pressed play on this particular episode, is the downward comparison, which then makes us feel a feeling of lack. It affects our self-esteem. We feel really low about ourselves that further enforces a certain belief we have about 
who we are and what we're capable of. And then that'll determine the actions we take. And most things we'll do will be in line with that. We'll avoid failure. We'll avoid the fear of ridicule um, or, or avoid being ostracized from the group. And those sort of things then start to reinforce that belief again. And it becomes a bit of a cyclical situation, which we don't want. So what are the variables? How do you avoid downward comparison as opposed to upward comparison, right? We want the context that you draw from other people. We want that meaning to be, oh, that's really interesting. Let me try all that and see if it works for me and then lead to that self-improvement in tangible ways, but also about you know how you feel about yourself. So that's the upward comparison. How do we get that and avoid the downward comparison? For my experience, there's three things. The first is your belief system. So I talk a lot about this, but what is your belief system about yourself, about the world, about the universe, whatever your language is? We need a foundational belief system that kind of then dictates and governs everything else. Okay, again, conversation for another time. But just start exploring what do you believe to be true about yourself, about the world, about your capabilities, right? Can you improve or can't you improve? Can you change how you feel at any one moment in time or are you stuck in that feeling? Right, there's a whole host of examples, but I think you get the idea. The belief system's huge. Number two, what you build your self-esteem around. Now, if it's around fragile things about, like, for example, being the most attractive, remember, the comparison game is a game you cannot win. I don't care what you look like. There will always be someone else that, to a certain eye, looks better, is more appealing. Okay, so forget that game. You're not going to win it. It can be taken away from you very easily too. Even if you're the social butterfly, if your self-esteem is built around that, it just takes a couple of people just to get caught up with life, be a bit too busy, and they can't catch up with you. You start questioning, who am I? What's my worth if I'm not building my self-esteem or getting that little tick from all the people around me? So again, it's fragile. What if instead you start to build your self-esteem? Again, it's a process. It's a skill set to build. What if you built that self-esteem around your willingness to show up, your willingness to learn, right? Maybe you're a family person. Maybe you build your self-esteem around the fact, the reality, the objective truth that you will prioritize your family above all else. Feel really good about that. You know your values and you live into it daily. Again, host of examples we can go through, but you get the idea. So the first one's the belief system. Second one is what you actually build your self-esteem around. And the third piece to avoid downward comparison is that clarity on who you want to be. I don't care who you are right now. I do not give a fuck who you are, what you've done in the past. All that matters is who you want to be and the price you're willing to pay to get there. So that clarity on who you want to be. I want to be someone who knows what my values are. Cool. I want to be someone who not only knows those things, but I live in line with them every day. Again, doesn't matter if that is you right now or not, but at least you know who you want to be, you can start moving towards that. Hope that makes a little bit of sense. Now, just really quick to finish up this chat, social media, okay? I'll probably post you know, a little <laughs> a little promo for this podcast, I'm sure. On social media, ah, uh, the irony. Listen, I got no beef with socials, okay? I'm on most of the platforms. Just a little bit of context as to what's going on here. Social media, ultimately all it's doing is it's amplifying our access to that context we're after as humans to help answer those questions. Who am I? Where do I belong? It's going to happen regardless. It's been happening for thousands of years. Social media hasn't created a new human behavior. It's just amplified it dramatically. So when you're scrolling through socials and you're checking everyone's stories and da 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 cool, nothing inherently wrong with that. But just be aware, your brain is looking for context to answer who am I, where do I belong? So unless you are very intentional 
intentional as the operative word there, about deciding who you want to be, how you want to show up, that clarity of what your values are, what you want. It's okay if you don't know that right now, but just start that process, get that clarity. Otherwise, you will seek the context because you haven't built it yourself, the context for who am I, where do I belong? And social media will just throw that at you a million miles an hour. The other little piece to remember is that these apps are designed by you know, <laughs> very uh, very strategic and smart people to play on the, do- the dopamine reward system, right? Or it's ultimately the craving for novelty that we have is, is the molecule of more dopamine. Anyway, it's a whole other conversation. It's that craving for novelty and something new, which is why we keep checking our phone every 57 seconds for that new notification, which, which <laughs> something new, something novel is what we're after. So just be aware of that when you feel that like innate drive to jump onto socials. It's probably the dopamine response, craving novelty and something new. And that's okay. Just be aware of it. But also recognize there's a high chance your brain is going to be seeking context. Just be aware of this stuff. Okay. And then just some common sense stuff with social media. Ask yourself, do you post your best stuff on social media? Very rarely do people wake up out of bed, post a selfie with sleep in their eyes, maybe a bit of spit dribbling down their mouth, hair everywhere. Very rarely. Sometimes. But there's usually a little <laughs> editing behind that. Uh, so the odds are you guys don't do that. It's just a pretty likely chance that everyone else isn't doing that either. So when you see stuff online, just remember, if you're not posting your best stuff, they're probably not either. It's a misguided uh, representation of their world. So you're getting misleading context from these people when you're comparing. Okay, just keep that in mind. Have they put in the work to get to that place that you're after? Is there a certain fitness or physique or performance level that you're chasing, comparing to? Maybe they've just put in the work and you haven't, and that's okay. You can either decide to do that, control the controllable, or, or not, and that's okay too. But just be aware. Ask these questions. Where along in the process are you versus that person? right? It's possible, to hold the conversation around meaning, that what you see is actually the feeling that you're craving that you think they're experiencing, but very likely they may not be. Again, there's a high chance that you've probably posted something online, out with the boys, out with the girls, smashing drinks when you're actually quite sad and miserable at the moment. Again, that's okay, but it's not always an accurate assessment of how you're feeling in, you know, in, in life and in that moment even. So again, odds are a lot of people posting stuff aren't either. So it's not a judgment thing. Just be aware of this stuff. So can you perhaps change your beliefs about what you see and just be really, really cautious and aware of where you get your context from for who am I, where do I belong? Be intentional. Write this shit down daily. Get clear, get clear. Ask questions, study, learn. Conversations for another time. Stay tuned to the podcast for more <laughs> info that hopefully might help that. But that gives you something to work with. That's why we compare It's not going away. Just be very strategic about how you manage it. And I promise you, you can start to feel dramatically better. That upward comparison you'll see a lot more and a lot less of that downward comparison. And your self-esteem will just start to naturally and organically improve. Any feedback, let me know. I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Thought it was really important to share. Until the next one, peace out.